Let us pray. Father, sanctify us with thy truth. Thy word is the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everybody. The first miracle that Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee is our message of the gospel today. But uh, before I get into this miracle itself, I would like us to think about something. All of us has the passion to do certain good. The desire to do certain good. Some of us has the passion to help the sick. I like to help sick people. Some of us has the passion to help the refugees. I like to help the refugees to send money, to send cloth. This passion can work for individual. It can work for the church. It can work for the state. But it's a passion all of us have to do something good. Some have the passion to help in their villages, to find people that are needful, they help them, the poor. Some have the passion within the church to work with the children ministry, to help the children, to be in their midst, to help teach them. Some have the passion to be in the music team, even though they don't play any instrument. They want to be there, they start learning. But in most cases, these passions are not realized. It simply became uh, procrastination. I will do. I want to. But you never do it. I would like to help the refugees. Oh, those people that are very poor. You never did. You never have time. I would like to help sick people. You never had time. You never did. I like to help old people to go to their houses, help them clean their house, do their shopping, help them organize things. That's the passion I have. I have that passion, that desire. But nothing. And why? Because passion cannot work without compassion. Compassion is the force that pushes your passion. You may have the passion to donate 100 million to the diocese, but without that compassion that the church needs it, that money is not coming. The same thing, everything. Most of the miracle that Jesus did, he did them out of compassion. When Jesus was preaching to a group of people, night began to fall. And the disciples said, send them away. 
told them to can go and find food. He stood up and looked at them. And the Bible said he had compassion for them. And then he said to his daughter, give them something to eat. They said, we have nothing. He said, whatever do you have? He said, two fishes and five loaves of bread. He brought it and he multiplied it. The miracle we saw here, in the middle of a wedding, a very beautiful location that is blended with happiness, embarrassment is struck. Wine finished. And you know, Mary was there. Perhaps she may have overheard some people grumbling. Where is wine? Wine finished? How can? And uh, in this circumstance, it is understandable how this can happen. Within their culture, and this culture still exists in so many countries today, in Africa, maybe some in Asia, because that culture invites special guests. When you hear special guests, it is the actual people that receive the invitation. These are the special guests. But the gate of the hall is open for anybody to walk in. It's free food, free drink. It's not like in certain culture where there are exclusive invitation. And we know we invited 50 people and 50 people are coming. No. This type of culture has an open door for any ceremony. Even during burial, when Mary and Martha were being consoled, the Bible said, those who came to console them, they were not invited. They just had that just, just Lazarus is that they came in. So in this type of culture, if you have special guests, those that you actually invited, there are 50. You're going to make food and drink available for at least 90 people. Because there will be people who will walk in for free food and free drink, and they just come and sit down. And when there is no food, actually, it's not those special guests that will make trouble. It is those uninvited guests who specifically came there to drink. But in this case, embarrassment struck in the middle of that ceremony. Wine finished. Mary has the, the passion to assist, to be there, to serve. And that embarrassment struck her compassion. Something must be done. And uh, he went, she went to Jesus and said, wine is finished. Perhaps Jesus is somewhere outside with his disciples. He went and said, wine is finished. Something must be done. Because of this compassion, this miracle happened. There is a Bible text that explains this very well. 
so that you can understand what I mean by the power of compassion. There was a man in John chapter 15, chapter 5. He was sick and he was lying by the water of Bethsaida for 36 years. 36 years. Because the angel of the Lord stirs this water sometimes and whoever falls into this water first, the Bible said, will be healed whatever disease or sickness he has. And this man was there for 36 years. A lot of people who have passion to help passes by. They give him, what they put one euro on his plate, two euros on his plate, five euros for him to buy bread. But nobody has the compassion enough because this stirring of the water doesn't just happen suddenly. The wind will start blowing gradually. So the, the sick people we know this is about to happen. Nobody has that compassion to throw this man into this world. But look at what happened. When Jesus saw this man, Jesus knew he has been there for a long time. And he asked this man, do you, do you want me to make you whole? The man said to him, I have nobody to put me in the water. I have had so many preachers preach about this. I have been in some Bible study group where they discuss this. The first thing people do is to blame the man. You see, Jesus was asking him, what can I do for you? Should I make you well? And this man is telling him, I have nobody. He was being asked one thing and he's saying another thing. He is lucky that Jesus is a, a very nice man. Some, some other people could just walk away and say, this man doesn't know what he wants. I hear people say things like that, but it's not true. This man knew exactly what he was saying and Jesus understood him completely. This man is telling Jesus, I have nobody to put me in this water. What is he saying? It is not this sickness that kept me here for 36 years. I've seen people come and go. People that are worse than me. People that have worse situation than my own. I have watched them come and go. The only reason I am here is not this sickness, but because I have nobody compassionate enough to put me in this water. What kept me here for 36 years is not this sickness. It's lack of compassion. And to prove that that man was right, Jesus said to him, Take your mark and go. He took his mark and walked away. The Pharisees recognized him. Wait a minute. Is that not you that was staying by Bethsaida? Say, yeah. How come that you are now in home? He said, the man who healed me told me to carry my mark and go. Who is that? Jesus. They told him, no. No, today is Sabbath. You can't take your mat today. Go back to that place and lie down. 
until Monday. Did you see what is lacking? The same people that have the passion to help, they are not compassionate enough to accept that this healing will be done on a servant. They were very angry with Jesus. And uh, so, so many things you want to do for God. So many things you want to do for your brothers. So many things you want to do in your villages. That passion is there. But where is the compassion? I tell you a little story. There was an African man, he's a boxer, he's a very good boxer. His name is Ogambazi. Ogambazi is a very strong boxer. He had won all his fight with technical knockout. And the technical knockout comes because of the power of his left hand. This man is married to a woman from Switzerland. The problem with Ogambazi is that he neglects that his left hand. So many times he neglected using his left hand. And one day he was fighting. The man he defeated and took his title was having a return fight. This man wanted to fight back on the second round to see if he can claim back the title that Ogambazi took from him. And he was so determined to beat Ogambazi. From round one, he was punching this Ogambazi very badly. He was punching him, punching him, and punching him. Before they get to round seven or eight, Ogambazi has broken faces, broken nose, and his wife was sitting at the arena watching that fight. His wife was seeing Ogambazi receiving punishment round after round. And Ogambazi was fainting, struggling to keep this fight. And his wife from the arena raised her voice. She felt so compassionate about the suffering of her husband. He raised her voice from a distance and she started calling her husband, Ogambazi, where is the power of your left hand? Ogambazi, Ogambazi, remember your left hand. Where is the power of your left hand? And Ogambazi had the voice of her darling guardian from a distance. She had the voice of her darling guardian from a distance. And she managed with the last strength and raised his left hand with all the force in it and put it at the opponent. And the guy collapsed. Listen carefully this morning. You will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
asking you, listen from a distance. Where is the power of your compassion? In those things that you can do to help other people. In those things that you can do to make a sick person feel better. To make a poor rejoice in the Lord that you serve. Where is the power of your compassion? You have that passion. We read in first in the Corinthians, there are so many gifts, and it is the spirit that gives them all. You cannot say you don't have gifts. Even if you have nothing, you have something to give. Where is the power of your compassion? But by the way, how did this miracle came to be apart from the compassion that Mary had over this embarrassment? Should you wait till the embarrassment is so high before you do something? The compassion you should use to help the sick, are you reserving it for the sick's burial? Will it be useful? You see, this miracle happened because the bride and bridegroom took advantage of their relationship with the family of Jesus and Mary and Joseph. He invited them. And because they are there, they had the means to stop that embarrassment. Why did I say this? I, had a, I, had a, I have a family friends, a family who went to holidays in Prague. They went to Prague on holidays. For three weeks, they were in a hotel in Prague, enjoying themselves. And when they came back from that holidays, I, uh, I went to greet them and to ask them how was the holidays. And they were showing me pictures they took in the open field in Prague, the pictures they took in hotel, the pictures they took in cafe. I was interested in seeing pictures they took in the church. I wanted to know how was the service in Prague being done? How, what is the atmosphere of the church in Prague? And they told me, we didn't go to church. I said, where is the picture of the church? He said, we didn't go to church because we were on holidays. Did you hear that? We are on holidays. So we didn't go to church. And that is one of the problems. How many times have you got up in the morning to go to work? And you say, Jesus, please come to me, come with me. I'm inviting you to come and walk with me today. You know, there are people in this workplace who really doesn't want me here. There are people that will be happy if I lose this job. There are certain challenges from this job that I really need you to be here. Come with me in case if there is an embarrassment. 
How many people goes to walk in the morning and they say, Jesus, come and walk with me? How many people are ready to travel and they sit in the car and they say, Jesus, you know, some drivers are so reckless on the road. Come and drive with me. If I know you are driving with me, I will be confident in going to my destination. And how many priests comes to church and know Jesus come and worship with me. Without you, I can preach nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. And how many students goes to school in the morning and they say, Jesus, please come and to the school with me in case if there are some embarrassments, if there are moments embarrassment. You see what I mean? Where is the power of your compassion? And how motivated are you to invite Jesus in anything you're doing? Even when you are going to bed to sleep, Jesus sleep next to me. I know that people can die while they're sleeping. If I'm about to sleep into the land of the dead, you can wake me up if you sleep next to me. This passage is making an emotional appeal that even if you have nothing, with compassion, you have something to give. Mary knew Jesus' time has not come. Jesus himself said, why bother me? My time has not come. And you don't have to wait for people to appreciate your compassion. It may never be appreciated by people, but God knew you are working for him. Look at what the chairman of the occasion said when he tested the wine. You bloody fool. How come that you will keep the best wine now? He had no idea. He said, why do you leave the best wine until now? When we were already drunk. Why didn't he go outside and just vomit the old wine? and then come back and start afresh. Yeah. You see, one of the things that discourage compassion is lack of care from the other side. Don't look at it. It's not necessary. Do what you're supposed to do. You help people not because of you or because of them, but because it's what God put in you to do. So that you, there are so many situations you can change as you're sitting down here, if you want. The man said, it is not this sickness that is keeping me here. No. 
before I could get up, other people go there. There is nobody compassionate enough to throw me inside this water. So I encourage all of us. We rejoice in this first miracle that Jesus did. But that miracle, the compassion that brought forward this miracle is challenging all of us. There are people in this country who breaks the law to help other people. They are. Because of their compassion. I will not finish this sermon today. I have so many other things to say here. I won't finish it. I would like you to finish it for yourself. You go home and you ask yourself, where did I leave out my compassion? Does anybody from my village, does anybody from my husband's place, does anybody from my wife's place need my compassion? David said, when he became king and rich, is there anybody left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness because of my friend, Jonathan? And they brought him a cripple called Mephibosheth. Find out if there's anybody left in my home, in my wife's home, in my husband's home, in my children's life, within this church that needs my help, that I may show him or her kindness because of God. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you compassionate God. It is from your compassion that we are not consumed because of our sins. And you gave us the spirit to do good and to help others. May we shine like light. May your spirit control us rather than we deciding for ourselves that we may do good and that good will be used in remembering us even when we leave this world. Help us by the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.